Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. As you consider today our topic, we're still looking at Jesus knowing his purpose, why he was here. He understood that, and we had uh, made the comment that if we have been created and we have a creator, then he knows our specific purpose as to why each and every one of us was created. Jesus, on the other hand, he himself, as the Son of God, he was not created like we were, but he was born of a woman, a miraculous miraculous conception in Mary, but he knew his purpose. We had been looking at different reasons as to why Jesus had come. He says, I come that you might have life. I've come to save, you know, that which is lost. And we see in him that he knew exactly why he was here. But in the book of Psalms 40, verse 6 onward, written of him, and also in the book of Hebrews in chapter 10, written of him, there are some particular verses that we're going to look at that identify this so specifically. And also, the importance of the Word of God. Uh, sometimes we minimize it, sometimes we neglect it, but the Word of God is exactly that. It is God's Word for us. It is His, it's His instruction manual. This is how we are to run this vehicle called a vessel, our bodies, our lives, our minds, our souls, and our spirits, according to the owner's manual. He is creator. He is Elohim. He is our God, the one and only true living God. And because of that, he knows exactly how we're made and why this body was made the way it was. This physical body was made to live on this planet Earth. It was not meant to live out in outer space. It was not meant to live on some other planet. It was designed specifically for planet Earth and specifically for the way that God made this Earth. Well, before I go any further, I have a bunch to, to say on that, but let's read Psalm number 40. Uh, and then we're going to read Hebrews. Then we're going to look at a couple of translations to help us understand this a little bit further. It says in verse number 6, Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ear thou hast opened. Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Now, of course, in the Old Testament, we do find that uh, God had told Israel, uh, I want you to hear. I want you to listen to me. I want you to obey my voice. That is the main emphasis. Uh, it's not so much the sacrifices and offerings that I'm looking for, but it is uh, your obedience. It is your listening to my voice, listening to my word, obeying my law, following my commands, living according to my statutes. This was, this was what he had told them in the Old Testament. Well, 
we find this little nugget that he had told them uh, fully enveloped in what Jesus came to do. It says in verse number seven, then said I, this was not David speaking, but it was actually uh, David identifying the Lord Jesus when he would come one day. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book as it is written of me. We had yesterday, the day before, we had talked about finding ourselves like Jesus in the word of God. And we had taken the book of Ephesians as an example, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, and we're, we just took verse uh, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 onward, and we're reading how the word we and the word us is used there to identify us personally, just as Jesus was identified in the Old Testament. We are identified as, you know, he has predestinated us. He has received and accepted us. Uh, he has provided redemption for us. All of these are words that identify they are identification scriptures. They identify who we are, what we are, why we are, what our purpose is for being here, what the will of God is concerning each and every one of us. Just as Jesus found in the Old Testament, in the book of Psalms, written of himself, he says, I come, I come. Just like he came to save and seek that which was lost, he came to destroy the works of the devil. He came uh, to give us the Holy Spirit. It says, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. He knew what was written of him. And of course, we had identified in the book of Luke in chapter 4, when he goes into the synagogue there at Nazareth, his city, as was his custom, he opens up the, the scroll. He opens it up, he finds the book of Isaiah, and he begins to read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon him, upon me, for he has anointed me. So Jesus knew exactly why he had been anointed by God. He had learned according to Psalm 50, verse uh, uh, one, two, three, four, onward. He had learned to be obedient to the voice of God. Every morning he wakeneth my ear, morning by morning. I have not been disobedient, I have not rebelled, but I was obedient to what he said so that I would know what to speak, what to say, what to do. When it came time to help somebody or someone, to speak a word in season perfectly to those that are weary, those that needed help. In Psalm 40, verse number 8, uh, the next verse, it says, I delight to do thy will, O God. Yea, thy law is written in or within my heart. That one little verse right there identifies Jesus' entire life. He had the law of God written in his heart. It was written in there for the purpose of being able to fulfill it and to do it and to keep it. Now, 
this may uh, sound strange, but the new covenant or the renewed covenant, as some may call it, included, I will give them a new heart. I will give them a new spirit. I will put my laws within their heart. I will give them a heart of flesh and take out the heart of stone. So God himself, in having recreated us, having restored us back, has put his laws within our hearts. We are to meditate on those laws, meditate on those commands, meditate on his word, and above all, do it. Not just know it, but do it. In fact, Jesus, according to this verse, it says, I delight to do thy will. He took pleasure. It was his joy to please the Heavenly Father. It was his joy to fulfill what the Word of God says. In verse number 9, this is part of his work, part of his ministry. It says, I have preached righteousness. In the great congregation, lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. When did Jesus preach righteousness? Well, if you were to just simply read the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness sake. He taught on righteousness. How about when Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto thee. Or how about when he told the the Pharisees and the people, except your righteousness exceed that of the Pharisees, you can in no wise enter or see the kingdom of God. Of course, they were shocked to hear that. You know, basically they said, who then can be saved? So Jesus, he explained, he brought forth the righteousness of God. And of course, when Paul and others wrote in the New Testament, uh, the book of Romans, uh, you, you find how much righteousness, the righteousness of God, which is of faith, uh, not of works, but of faith, how that has been imparted to us as a gift. So yes, Jesus came preaching and teaching righteousness. It says uh, in verse number 10, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart, I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Therefore, when we look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 5, this is what was written in the Old Testament, but this is where Paul brings it up. It says, Wherefore, when he cometh, it's talking about Jesus, when he comes, and he has already come. And of course, after having been raised from the dead and having sent the Holy Spirit, he came to his disciples in another form, in the form of the Holy Ghost, so that they would be able to be not orphans, but be comforted in knowing that he was still with them even unto the end of the age, in and through the power of the Holy Spirit himself. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. Right there, 
Jesus knew that God had prepared for him a vehicle for him to be able to walk, live, and manifest the living creator on this physical planet of ours. That vehicle was a physical body, just like ours, born of a woman, 100% man, 100% God, yet he yielded himself unto the Heavenly Father 100%, never having relied on his divinity, never having relied on him being God, but became a servant, took on the form of a servant. And Philippians chapter 2, verse uh, 5 onward, uh, describes and identifies all this as to what he did to accomplish this work. And he was willing to be obedient even unto the death of the cross. Well, we're running out of time here. Join us tomorrow as we expand a little bit more on this. Where he comes. He comes, but he comes because a body has been prepared for him. That body was also going to be laid down as a sacrifice for our sins. For our redemption. That body was going to be laid down so it could be resurrected. It would not see corruption. That body was going to pay the price by shedding blood for atonement and his soul being poured out for us to be transformed and changed forever. It is a marvelous salvation that we have been given. Let us never neglect it nor forget it. But until then, join us again on Tuesday. Consider this. Our redemption draws near. Our Redeemer does also more than ever before. Keep looking up. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you. Fulfill and carry out His will in all places, at all times, in His name. Amen.